Joining us right now is a man I got to know about a year ago. I ended up getting a, a package of the Jim Bowden Fantasy Baseball Draft Guide 2018, and I wanted to pay them back for allowing me to have this um, valuable uh, uh, research uh, uh, link, and I uh, ended up getting the owner of the, of the whole company, the whole shebang, and that's Howard Bender, and he joins me now. Howard, how are you? Stan, what's going on, man? It's baseball season, baby. Now, uh, seriously, I catch your show an awful lot on XM Radio, you and Jim Bowden. Is baseball your favorite sport, Howard? Baseball has always been my favorite sport. Stan, I grew up about six subway stops away from Yankee Stadium uh, in the 70s. So back in the days of Thurman and Reggie and Lou Pinella and all those guys, I was uh, I was just a wide-eyed eight, nine-year-old kid just dreaming of playing in Yankee Stadium. So so how did you end up out in San Francisco? Was it Haight-Ashbury? Was it LSD? What was it? <laughs> Might be a combination of both. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was... Um, you were about... You know, that, that, that. Yeah, I'm kidding. Go ahead. No, 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 but I'm not. I don't uh, know. <laughs> you right. know, my, my first dead show... My first dead show was in 1986 or right. 87 in, uh, in Nassau Coliseum in, in New York. Um, yeah, you know, my wife and I, no kids. Um, she wanted to really be a part of the live music scene out here in San Francisco. Um, and as a, as a writer and broadcaster, I could pretty much go from anywhere. So uh, we rolled up the stakes back in 2007 and moved out here, and, uh, and it's been uh, history ever since. Now, the first time I ever saw the Grateful Dead, I saw him play, was it Roosevelt Stadium? Was that the, the, city, the stadium in Jersey City where the Dodgers played their last parts of their last season there in 57, oh. I think it was? I think it was Roosevelt yeah. Stadium, yeah. Anyway, I saw them in about 1974. 73, 74 played Roosevelt Stadium. They were pretty amazing a, back then. I'm a little bit older a good than you. I have, <laughs> there's a good chance I have that show on cassette tape somewhere, Stan. I'll bet you do. Hey, tell us a little bit about uh, how you ended up uh, aligning yourself with Jim Bowden, who I think is one of the really best content providers, whether it be on the air or in the written word, I just think he's so great. Uh, the funny thing is, is that Jim actually approached us uh, about a year and a half, almost two years ago. Uh, Jim was uh, he was doing a lot of work for uh, MLB Radio right. uh, over at Sirius XM, and uh, and then he got turned on to the fantasy game because they had a they had a couple of guests on, so he started to explore the fantasy realm a little bit. Uh, and he looked at a number of places, and he heard a couple of shows, and he uh, he actually approached us over at Fantasy Alarm uh, and asked if we'd be interested in uh, in teaming up and doing some work together. So his uh, it his, was a ma- so his, heaven. his name lends a lot of mainstream baseball credibility to what some people still view as like this bunch of crazy people over here, but the crazy people have gotten so large. But Bowden's credibility, does it help? Oh, of course it helps. It'd be silly to, to, to not think that. I mean, you're talking about a, a, a guy who was a GM in baseball for the Reds, 
for the Nationals for 16 years. He traded for Ken Griffey Jr. to bring him back to the Queen City. Yep. Um, Jim Bowden's name, I'm not going to lie, it definitely carries a lot of weight. But, I mean, listen, the guy puts out, you know, in our draft guide, you'll see rookies, sleepers, and busts. Uh, and then here's the funny thing is that our player rankings – he actually sat down during the GM winter meetings with a number of GMs and, and talked to them about it and explained certain fantasy aspects to them. And the GMs actually helped him with some of the rankings. How much does it help that some of the younger GMs in the game now, Howard, are not sort of the old grizzled guy my age and above, but they're 35 years old, they probably played some fantasy ball when they were younger they understand the analytics they understand the fascination with numbers and they seem to have an esprit de corps with your core audience they definitely do you talk about guys like uh you know andrew friedman Faron Zaidi. i mean these guys are definitely uh pro analytics they're very much into uh into a lot of the the metrics that go into certain things um, and I, you know, listen, they all play in fantasy football leagues. I'm, I'm going to out them all right now is that I know Farhan Zaidi is a multi-year fantasy football champ. Uh, so these guys do understand the fantasy game. They do embrace it, uh, a lot more than some of like, let's say your old school players who just, you know, I just want to put good wood on the ball and they don't talk about ground ball rates or things like that. So having some of these GMs, these younger guys, uh, who really embrace the, the world of sabermetrics, it makes it easier for us as fantasy players because we know what their plans are, what they're looking to do, and, and how they're going about it, and we can build our fantasy teams in similar fashion. Yeah, and, and when I listen to Craig Mish or you and you have these guys on, they treat you with respect. They're not aggravated by the kind of lines of questioning you ask them. I remember once having the audacity to bring up his uh, fantasy value to Carney Lansford one day. I thought he was going to strangle me about 20 years ago. <laughs> We're talking with, yeah. he goes, what did you say? And I said, well, I mean, I, I drafted you this year and you haven't. And he goes, you think I really give a crap about your, you know, nowadays you get a much more friendly response from players. Uh, it's it's split about I would say it's split about sixty forty where sixty percent are okay with it. Yeah. Um. You know the problem is is that you get the the social media trolls out there, the idiots on Twitter who start tweeting at their players to say you know oh you're playing like garbage or right. oh you cost me a championship. <laughs> you know when you start seeing tweets like that. Yeah. Uh, as a player, I can totally get behind the fact that it's aggravating. Yeah, I get you. I get you. Let's talk a little bit about how our listeners or viewers uh, to the show at Facebook uh, Live can buy the Fantasy Baseball Draft Guide that's got Jim Bowden's name attached to it. I see right now online this is normally a $40 value right now because it's, uh, it's the hot season. You've got it priced down. It usually works the opposite way. Usually get roofs cheaper in the non-roof season. You're giving this thing away at 1997 right now before drafts are starting. Well, we, I mean, it was the early bird special. You know, we were trying to, you know, trying to entice everybody before spring training, make right. that move, get the draft guide. 
I mean, the draft guide, aside from all the written articles, there's a whole bunch, like Jim and I sit down and we break down every front office of every team. And Jim shares a lot of his insights with, you know, with a lot of these players, with a lot of these GMs. Um, so the, the draft guide not only has articles, but it's got audio, it's got video, it's got rankings, it's got player profiles. So we try, you know, we, we left that, that promo code in there for the preseason for before spring training. Uh, and as it turns out, my, uh, my tech guy never took down the, uh, the, the promo codes and oh. didn't knock up, didn't put the prices up. So I said, you know what? I'll tell you what, until Manny Machado and Bryce Harper sign. Until both those guys are on a team, I'll keep the draft guide at the $20, and then I'll even throw it one better. If you, sign, if you go to fantasyalarm.com slash draft now, that'll get you that $20 price tag. If you use the promo code BODEN, B-O-W-D-E-N, right. that's going to knock another 5 bucks off of it. Wow. For $15, you could get this uh, fantasy guide. Now, tell me about this next thing. I see below it that it's normally $199. You can get live chat with experts and daily live stream and more right now. And I don't, I don't want to speak. Is that offer still good too? $97? Um, $97 for the, uh, for the entire baseball season. Yeah. That'll yeah. give you the guide plus the baseball season uh, completely. What that also gets you is, is that, yeah, we have a live chat right there on the homepage at FantasyAlarm.com uh, that's open to all of our subscribers where you can get, uh, it's basically, it's, it's 24-hour a day response from one of our experts, one of our writers, uh, anybody who's out there. Um, you, might, you might actually end up, like, during the daytime talking to five different experts who are just sitting there hanging out in the chat room. So... We offer as much advice and guidance as we possibly can. So, yeah, do you get your money's worth? How about and then some? And then you can listen to these guys. You can listen to Howard Bender and Jim Bowden. Their show is on 4 to 6. Am I right? 4 to 6, right? East Coast time? 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern, yeah, yep. Monday through on, Friday. On the XM Fantasy Channel, which is 87 on my dial on my radio. Now I want to pick your brain on a couple things, all right? How sure. how is this clo- the opener thing affecting people and how they should draft and set up their team? Is there a way to quantify that yet? And sort of because we know Tampa's going to do it again, but have teams come out and announced that they're going to do this? Other teams, other teams have uh, kind of gotten bo- on board with it. Last year, the uh, the Oakland A's started to do it a little bit towards the tail end of the season as well. I mean, listen, you can't, you can't fault the, the Rays for doing it. The Rays employed that last year, and in the second half of the season, they had the number one ERA in, the, in, in all of baseball. So it was definitely effective for them. Um, for the fantasy community, yeah, the, the problem is, is that you have to watch out which starters you're going to actually think about using uh, you know, when you're doing your, your draft. Am I going to draft any raised starters? Probably not. Uh, maybe Charlie Morton gets an extra look there. Right. I'm going to end up trying to use teams that, that don't, don't usually employ something like that, that have starters who uh, not so much outspoken like Garrett Cole is in Houston, but 
some of those starters who really have shown a, a penchant, penchant for wanting to go six, seven innings at a time. They don't want to come out. They don't want to go five innings. It's the young kids. Those are the kids who are groomed to only go five innings. So if you've got like a grizzled veteran pitching staff, that's actually not bad this year. So, but getting back to my question, though, like if you're thinking of how who I want to draft that I can take advantage of, is, is for an example, Ryan Yarborough, is he worth having on your team this year? But how do you value him? How do you put a dollar value to what you should pay for him at an auction? See, I look at I look at a guy like Yar- Yarborough or, or Stanek, the, those guys who serve as the opener. I don't look at them any differently than I look at middle, some middle relievers. Um, they're not the, the most popular guys you want in fantasy unless you play in a league that has holds. Okay. Then the middle relievers have a little bit of value. But the openers, they really don't. I mean, what are they going to do? They're going to get you one inning uh, a, a game, so maybe they get you three to four innings a week. And and it's just it's basically like your middle reliever, but they're never going to get the win. They don't get right. any holds, and if they're not a high strikeout guy, then they've got no value. So from a fantasy standpoint, um, if you're sitting there at your auction, uh, I'd rather put a buck on Adam Ottavino than I would to put a buck on Ryan Yarbrough because at least Ottavino uh, is going to get me some strikeouts and could potentially not just save. All right. I hear I hear you on most of those. Yarbrough, though, ended up – he was not used as much as the opener as he was used as the second guy in, wasn't he? In other words, he, he, he got like 16 wins last year, didn't he? He did, which yeah. was which was really surprising because you know here's the here's the problem. And, he and, got and about ten. Of, I think... He got about ten of them after I traded him. <laughs> but the thing is, you know, if you look at if you look at the fantasy community right now, Stan, um, they they're always looking for different categories. They're looking for different things. You know, we already know that wins are an arbitrary category in fantasy. We right. already know it's an arbitrary category in reality. When Felix Hernandez won the Cy Young and he only had 13 wins, that was the world telling us, that was the baseball world telling us that we understand that wins is a very arbitrary category. So, you know, if you're, if you're fishing for wins, no, it's not a guy like Yarbrough or, 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 or you know, a second starter that you're looking for there. It's it's a guy who actually will end up getting you know keeping himself in line for a win. It's it's strong starters with a good bullpen there. Um, Yarbrough could have, uh, I mean, he could have ended up with three wins as easily as he could have ended up with fifteen. So, you know, I, I still I I just don't put that that strong of a value on that, especially when it it shows you that. A manager doesn't trust this guy to go more than twice through a batting order. All right. Now, I need some help with my team, all right? I emailed you yesterday, all right? Did you read that email? I did. I sent you back which three guys I would keep out of that group. Okay. All right. Now, let me do it on the air now, or or am I giving (laughs) away the secret here, the secret sauce? I've got – my team was so horrible out of the gate, I had nine people – on the disabled list in the first three and a half weeks last year. I had Salvador Perez tearing ligament in his knee, lifting a suitcase two days before the season started. Uh, I had Delino DeShields break a hammock bone in his second game 
it was unbelievable last year. So I ended up trading for younger players, lower-cost players. I've got Carlos Rodon in a 260 league, 5x5. Five five. How valuable is Carlos Rodon of the White Sox? It's, that's a tough one. You know, I've never I, – I, I always thought he had a really decent skill set. Right. Um, but the problem is is that he gets very limited run support. The ballpark he plays in is, is a bit of a bandbox there. And he's still he's still learning how to find that strike zone. He still gets a little his command is still a little rough, and it's surprisingly that that it's surprising that it's that it's that rough. Now you've got him for five bucks, right? It's a it's a great bargain price. The that, question is, is is that as good a bargain price as some of your other guys who, you know, you have Jacob Junis at a dollar, you have Matt Keller at two dollars. Uh, both of those guys, I think, are, are better values uh, being able to, to save some money there because I think that overall, I think their stats will probably be similar at, at, at worst. They'll be similar to that of Carlos Rodon. I got to tell you, I talked to Mike Boddicker. We had him on the show today, so I picked his brain yesterday when I set him up. He loves Brad Keller. He thinks he is really terrific. And he says, Junis is going to be good. He's just got to learn how to get hitters off the ball. You know, uh, he hasn't quite figured out how to, how to get them off stride. But anyway, you like, uh, you like them. Let me ask you about uh, Eduardo Rodriguez. I have him at $8. Is he a keeper? You know, yes, I, I do think so. Eduardo Rodriguez seems to be improving. He's, you're seeing – Steady, steady improvement from him from year to year. He's also a guy who can notch you some really good strikeouts. Like I got, he's got a better strikeout rate. He's got a better K per nine uh, than Rodon does, and right. it's worth the extra three bucks to keep him, only because you're also looking at a guy who's got the Red Sox pitching behind him, um, and he could have a 12 run lead by the third inning yeah. every game. All right. Now, Stephen Wright, are you reading anything at all about him? Because I've got him for a buck. I've heard everything from they hope to have him as a insurance in the rotation. I've heard even that they're thinking about maybe he could close games. Uh, what are you hearing about Stephen Wright? Or should I drop him? I'm, yeah, I would. I, I'm not a. I'm not a fan. I mean, listen, Stephen Wright. You know, he's got some merits to him, but yeah. he's a guy who's never really going to crack the rotation and he's going to end up uh, working that middle relief role until they do need a starter. I love what the Boston bullpen sitting there in the background. They've got Matt Barnes and, uh, and Ryan Brassier um, as two guys who you can look for really late in your draft. Nobody's on these guys. Right. And I think Barnes is going to be the guy who ends up closing, but Brassier will share the role with him. Uh, a little bit early on in the season as they get going. So, uh, to me, I think Wright is just going to be one of those spot starters when the Sox need him. All right. Do you like Diaz now with Houston? He hit like about 16, 17 home runs last year for Toronto. Do they think he can be the the new Marwin Gonzalez? I think they're going to try it out. I, you know, <laughs> I don't think he, he doesn't have the. I don't think he's got the power. Um, so would you really drop? To, would you to, drop him? How much do you have him for? One dollar. Oh, he qualifies I mean, everywhere, which I think has a value, doesn't it? 
that has a huge value. Yeah, if you've got him for a dollar, and and he's not gonna. I mean, that's not gonna hurt you at all. Okay. And yeah, once once that once the injuries start creeping up on your team, it sounds like you got some bad luck with some injuries, Stan. So, I've had that you know, for. I've had if the old BB King song. If it wasn't for bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. That's me. <laughs> Uh, last player, because I've got Michael Andahar, so at five dollars. So I know that I know you like him. What about Jake Bowers? I have him at five. So you would keep Bowers over Stephen Wright? Yes, I would definitely keep Bowers over Stephen Wright. I think Bowers has a really good chance to blossom this year. Um, I, I think he's got a good bat. I think it's a it's a good, healthy twenty to twenty five home run bat. Um, he showed some improvements on his plate discipline. Uh, middle of the season last year. And I think getting out of Tampa Bay is going to be one of the best things ever for him. I think he's really going to uh, going to turn things out and blossom in the new home. All right. Howard Bender, the owner of – are you the owner of – or is it a, a huge conglomerate of investors? No, it's a, it's a, it's a group of us. All there's, right. there's a couple of guys there. So I'm going to – yeah, I'm I'm more of the uh, the the hands-on, you're the f- uh, you're head of content, VP of operations type. You're guy. like the lead singer. You're like the Freddie Mercury of Fantasy Alarm, right? Well, I will take that as the ultimate of compliments, right. right there. Thank All you very right. much. All right, Howard Bender has been on with us. We'll hope to have him a couple more times, but we're going to have some members of his staff on to get you ready for your drafts. But go to fantasyalarm.com. Sign up for the. 2019 guide it's at an incredible price right now of 1997 and if you use the promo code bowden b-o-w-d-e-n you're going to get five more dollars off of that it'll get you ready for your draft all right howard thank you so much for being on with us uh stan always a pleasure man looking forward to a great season with you to luck that's all i need is mr luck mr lucky <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you soon. Definitely. Take care, Stan. All right, there he goes, Howard Bender.